Welcome to another episode of Financial Fitness. This episode is brought to you by the Old Fashioned Health Network. Good health inside now. Guys, Keela and I have been, again, working diligently on this journey, coming in, being able to go over not just business planning, business credit, personal lines of credit, personal credit. We're hitting it on all cylinders and all scenarios. However, there's a topic that, as Keelan and I were talking last night, we really wanted to tie it into what's going on with the PPP and the SBA and really figure out how we can shrink the wealth gap, if you will, that's been caused by so much, um, basically, people taking advantage of things that we're just going to be talking about today. So, Keela, one of the things that we talked about immediately after discussing business credit, personal credit, kind of how people get along those lines, I really wanted to hit home on this topic here with it being how minorities are affected by the wealth gap. Would you want to go ahead uh, go ahead introduce that, that topic a little bit? Because, like we said, this was your kind of your, uh, your area of expertise. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Um, this topic here. Um, you know, it, it, it really is a passion of mine because for so long, um, I don't want to say that we've been misled. However, there has been, um, there has been a disconnect and it's because we, um, as far as minorities have, we're so used to getting turned down or not having enough or not being able to meet all of the criteria that's needed or what we think is actually needed. Therefore, we shy away from doing some of the most essential and pertinent things that add to not only the value, but the success of our business as minority business owners and small business owners. Um, one thing that I have noticed during this, um, during the whole pandemic in regards to the PPP and uh, with the SBA, it is literally catering to the small business owners in which they have, as we all know, small businesses have taken a hard hit during this pandemic. And it makes you question, it makes you go, like, how in the world can they have a product catered towards the small businesses? However, small businesses are literally um, having to set up shops closed down, you know, aren't being able to make it. And it all goes back to um, our business models as uh, small businesses, um, our business plan, how um, making sure that we have, you know, it's always that thing where, you know, we operate from a mom and pop perspective because that's all really uh, that's been afforded to us. It's uh, what we think has been afforded to us because oftentimes we're not so much in the know of all those products and services that are out there to actually aid us and help us get on a scale of um, some of the big businesses. So, um, again, we shy away from it. But what I found out during this pandemic and with the PPPs is that we really have to go back to that foundational piece of restructuring our business. And that's going to start with some of the small things, like making sure we have a business checking account, making sure we are um, allocating those finances um that we're the income that we're making or coming that's coming in from the business, making sure that we're allocating those and making sure that we're putting it back into our business. Oftentimes, I know plenty of people that have operated from uh, one bank account that's personal and business. And this this is something that um, a term 
that we all know and maybe have heard where business and uh, personal just don't mix. And this is one of those situations where business and personal just does not mix. And if the time uh, has never shown, the time has shown it now. Um, with the PPP, a lot of people weren't really able, small businesses were not able to really take advantage of it in a way that it was going to really help their business uh, either stay afloat or come back um, from the uh, from the whole crisis or the pandemic uh, or what have you. So, and that's simply because they weren't doing one thing, and that's filing taxes on their business. And that all goes back to the business, your business plan and your business model. Like, making sure that you have set those foundational pieces and put those pieces in place. However, the good thing about it is, even though um, a lot of businesses have not done that, small businesses and minorities have not um, taken advantage of that or hadn't done those things, now is the time for them to do it. They still have time to do those things. Um, and it's simple things. By, like last night we talked about, um, you know, how you uh, most people go towards the LLC um, route when they're establishing their business. And it's so easy to say, okay, well, I own ABC LLC. But a lot of people don't know exactly what that means and how that, uh, what that actually breaks down is just one of the most common businesses um, types or entity types that um, businesses operate from. But creating that LLC, that limited liability company, that um, GBA uh, or uh, partnership. Um, and another thing we talked about um, last night was making sure that we do something that is so simple and so easy and free, and that is registering your business with the state getting an EIN number. For some reason, and I know why we have, uh, why most businesses don't, where people are like, well, you don't have to necessarily have an EIN number to operate as a business. And it's absolutely true. You don't have to necessarily have an EIN number. But in order to take advantage, full advantage of all of the resources that are out there and that are um, put in place to help you as a small business, as a minority business, you have to have that business structure set up as a business. I completely agree with you. I completely agree with you. And I really wanted to kind of hone back in on what you were talking about with, one, the EIN number. I think it's extremely important, especially what we deal with every single day at work, with opening up LLCs, corporations, sole proprietorships. People need to establish what they are when they get these EIN numbers. Are you going to be a sole prop? If that's the case, you either have the name in your you have the name of your business as your name or doing business as in Georgia, your name has to be incorporated somewhere inside of the business in order to be considered a, um, a sole proprietorship. LLC, we know what it takes to get that. You set up, it's a legal liability company, um, limited liability company, and there are benefits in that as well, both on the um, a lot of sides of businesses. And then again, corporations, you're separating things from your tax preparer number. And when you start doing that, you kind of can start seeing the benefits that businesses actually receive when they do tax credits and tax uh, benefits. One of the things that I think is super key is important as well is knowing the rule of thumb to put aside for tax savings and tax revenue. 
most of the time it's 33% of your uh, total sales. If you're putting 33% away for your total sales, whether you actually end up having to owe, the max is 33% that you can be taxed. And we'll, we'll have right. that in the show notes um, down there for people. The max is 33% you can be taxed per year on your business. Now, we, again, mentioned tax credits such as adding on an employee, um, having health care. You know, those are de- dependent. But back to that small business aspect of what we said, things happening, um, we ran into a lot of situations where people just either were not prepared, not understanding, and they got in a situation where we saw day-to-day how these small businesses really took an impact and you know just 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 a level on that we got affected people in our community got affected and now it's the second time around you have till march 31st it's important to know that this is the most important thing to get situated and get going with that being said (laughs) um you know like with that being said we said where where do you want to when we were talking about opening up a business account getting people started on influencing the business credit card or is it going to be beneficial for me to do this so first of all i think one of the things and we didn't get to talk about the duns number um as well when people get set up with that how important it is a lot of people uh when it comes to establishing business credit that is a certain way um a duns number also helps you get government contracts for businesses for people who um, may be aware of that so when you get established and you want to build business credit the duns number comes into play However, most businesses, after at least two years and with valid tax returns, can apply for a credit card. And uh, I'm going to let you kind of talk about that as well, because I've seen um, products of businesses coming in. I told you last night, like businesses just need to spend $500 a month and it waived all service charges. Most businesses are spending that in a month or two. Right, right. So basically... One thing in my research, what I've been um, learning is that, again, it's all a misconception. Most people believe that you have to have um, X amount of dollars to start up your um, business credit, and that's not necessarily true. Because, because you know, um, companies like Chase and American Express, they know businesses uh, starting out, you're not going to ha- you're not going to just have a ton of money. However, a good way to establish some good business credit is making sure that you have had your personal credit. Make sure that your personal credit is in good standing. And the good and, and it's it's kind of confusing when you think about if you think about it all collectively, you know, um, when you think of business credit, uh, your business credit report versus your personal credit report. The good thing about establishing that good business uh, credit um, is that Places like Chase and American Express, they do not report on your personal, um, you know, credit uh, report, which is a good thing. How oftentimes it goes all back to them. It's just such enough having to have like this six-figure business in order to have good collateral or something like that in order for you to get that um, or create that business line of credit. And that's just not necessarily true. Um, Most companies know that starting out, small businesses, you're not just going to be making six figures. So that's when you want to um, just make sure either um, understanding that having a solid and a good um, credit, personal credit score aids you in creating that business line of credit. 
And uh, what it is is because we as a bank, we like to look at uh, your credit risk and the tolerance level of how much of a risk that we're going to um, pay as far as extending you credit. If you can show good personal financial statements, good uh, personal uh, record, financial record uh, with a good credit score, then you're more than likely going to be able to get some type of um, business line of credit extended to you. Um, I was speaking in terms of, you know, okay, I have a good uh, personal financial record. My credit scores are good. However, I have not been quite operating in, uh, for the last 24 months. So um, here uh, I was just giving uh, some ideas of what you could do. I was speaking in terms of as entrepreneurs, we know we have to be creative and we have to um, think outside of the box. Well, if you know you're offering a specific type of service and um, your business is, is simply going good, however, you just don't have that time under your belt of operations, However, you may have a, another business um, that you've heard of or know of that is semi-operating um, and offering a service that you essentially offer. Something you want to think in terms of acquisition. Mm. Maybe I can acquire this business, buy this business out, um, acquire the EIN number. Therefore, that's going to give you the tenure you need to get that business line of credit um, established. Um, or extended to you. Those are some things that, um, those are just some things just right off top um, of my head that I can think of. Um, also, as we know, whenever you're online or trying to apply for that uh, line of credit, just say you want to apply for a business credit card and you were to get denied. Well, we know that that system, we know that basically we're just talking to a computer or uh, some type of robot per se that we're putting our we're inputting our information and they are uh, that 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 robot and I'm just using this term loosely um, is programmed to either um, approve you or deny you based on a set of standards uh, or qualifications. Um, so they have this thing called the um, reconsideration hotline. You get to speak with a live person when you contact their reconsideration hotline. And there you can actually, you know, speak with someone, let someone know, you know, speak up, give them the details of your business, and just maybe then you may be able um, to get some type of credit extended to you. It may not be as much as you want it or as much as you were hoping for, but they may be able to help you. And that's the good thing about, um, you know, trying to, it's trying to get started. It's all about having a mindset to start, but in order for you to start, you have to make sure you have your ducks in a row. Agreed. As minority business owners and small business owners, we have operated um, just where, uh, honestly, where we feel like or where we have been led to believe as far as we can go. We can never cross that line. But the pandemic, has shown us that if we do what we need to do as small businesses, mm -hmm. it's going to put the pressure on the bank to do what they are um, supposed to do. Why, in order for us to, as we all know, as bankers in order, or any financial institution for that matter, in order for you to operate under federal regulations, you know you have to have some type of program in place 
that uh, reinvest in the community. That's the CIA, the Community Reinvestment Act. I think now, and this is just my opinion, now more so than ever, banks are going to be put to the test as far as the Community Reinvestment Act goes. Um, and as far as catering to the small business owners. And in order for us as minorities, and in, in, in order for us as small businesses to take full advantage of what these banks have already been offering, and the new thing is going to be pertinent and very, very, very imperative that we um, have our dust in the row, have our business foundation, uh, the foundation of our business model um, structure to a piece where we can actually have a dog in that fight, you know, or putting our, putting our dog in the race of operating on that um, small scale level and helps us uh, overall success of our business. That, uh, the CRA, Community Reinvestment Act, that banks have to follow, um, that is something that it's interesting when it's always brought up. Because you do often wonder, it is the communities that they reinvest in. However, a lot of these communities from where we're from growing up, you don't ever see the impact that these banks are supposed to do, but you see them move along in areas of growth and still create revenue and still be a successful bank. Although they're not necessarily reinvesting into, I guess, I don't, I don't the areas know. Of the areas of need. Correct. Yeah. Of areas that are truly in need. I completely agree with you. It never benefits what it is actually supposed to. Now, that's something that, you know, we we just bring to uh, the station and we just want to make sure that, you know, it's just, it's not the luck of the draw. It's not, it is what it is. We just have to find a way to figure out where it's going to take for that money to go. How you're going to take that same financing, how you're going to take those same communities and put something there that will invest in them, that will reinvest in them, that will give them what they need out of the community. Now, it's important to know that we might not see any change in this happening over the years. However, you're going to see more programs donate to certain causes, more uh, minority impacts, more um, 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 discipline groups, more more groups of people where you have more diversity, more inclusion. Um, you're going to see women's groups rise up. Um, you're going to see different types of things take effect now right. with this business right. going. So by all means, this would be the time to start a business. As scary as it is, as bad as it seems, as terrible as it is, this is the time. Most businesses are yeah. built in pandemics, in recessions, in in yep. the worst situations, and they rise above. Right, right. Did you have I any? I think the post pandemic, yeah. uh, the post pandemic years are going to be some of the uh, best years for the small business owner. That's just me with the optimistic mindset, just mm-hmm. believing that um, that it's gonna. Because I was the one that I was one of the ones that was saying it from the beginning when the pandemic hit. I was like. If you are a business-minded person, if you have a creative, you're a creative thinker, now more than ever, you you can you can create some stuff mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And the reason being is because, okay, the pandemic, the, what PPP has shown us is that banks can actually do, uh, I, for the lack of better wording, I, I'm trying to watch my words here. They can make it happen for small businesses. Mm-hmm. They can. Mm-hmm. They they absolutely can. 
what the things, the red line and, and all the red tape that was there prior to uh, this pandemic, they're not going to be able to hide behind it anymore. They're not. You know, there are going to be certain restrictions. There are going to be certain things that, they're, uh, that they will be able to do and that they won't be able to do. However, the PPP has shown that with the right uh, incentives for banks, with the right incentives, they can make those things happen for small businesses. However, it's going to be very, very important that small businesses have their business in order. And starting with some of their foundational foundational work. Stop being scared that, oh my God, uh, scared of taxes, scared of, uh, or scared of having to pay taxes. Get with you a good tax preparer, find you a good um, CPA, someone who knows numbers, knows the laws. Get with those individuals because there's just no, and I'm, and I say this, and I say this all the time, and I say it boldly. There's just no reason why a small business should be owing tax. I'm just sorry. There's just a mismanagement of money. And it all goes back to the whole definition of what financial literacy is. Mm-hmm. And it's about making, uh, it is specifically say, finance, to be financially literate means that you know how to make an informed and effective decision with all of your financial resources. All of your financial resources. I cannot stress that enough. It's not just about money management. Money management is a small part of that. It is. It's a small uh, part of that. However, you have to have a mindset to be able to make those informed and effective decisions with every last one of your financial resources. All of your financial resources. Not just the money management part of it. It's a small part of it. People, people get under the... Well, I'm, I'm breaking even. I'm able to pay the bills. I'm able to do, you know, X, Y, and Z, put a little bit back, save a little bit back, and I'm good. But it goes beyond that. You know, it goes beyond that. So you need to get with you. These small businesses need to get with some good funding, some good um, tax professionals that know the laws, that can actually, actually serve them. And that's just not out there to make a quick book. Somebody who actually knows, who's well-educated and well-versed, in the tax laws to help those small businesses because they, you know, it's, the resources are going to be out there. The re- that they are. The post-pandemic years, the resources are going to be there. Well, we can go ahead and wrap up the show right there, ladies and gentlemen. Keela just closed off. She gave you her final finale, and she came in delivering it with a bang. Um, there's no other way that we can sit here and explain or express how passionate we are about this. This is what we love to do, what we love to discuss. And as you sit here and you get more of this content, you get more of this information, know that when you get ready to open a business, just start a business, we really want to uh, talk about if most people separate the EIN numbers, keep it simple. Keep it simple. If you have an LLC, have a separate EIN number. If you have a sole prop, separate your personal and business taxes. Like she said, it doesn't make sense if many businesses are owing at the end of each year, especially after tax breaks that are given to so many different corporations. We could go on and on and have another episode about that. But it's important. Go get your LLCs. Register with your Secretary of State. Get your operating agreements going. Go to your credit unions. Go to your banks. And take advantage of these opportunities that we are having right now. Well, uh, Keila, any final words besides the ones where you just delivered? No, I'm just like just everything that you just said. Just those little, those are the fundamental pieces to your business. 
Stop hiding behind this. And I don't want to say stop hiding because I know people aren't hiding. It's just a big misconception. Understand this. Yes, you can operate business without all those things, but you want those things in order to take full um, advantage of all those financial resources that are out there to help you and aid in the success of your business. Completely agree. Um, guys, that's going to do it for us here at Financial Fitness, brought to you by the Old Fashioned Health Studios. Another episode, another quality information, good facts, things here, all while getting financially fit and helping you make informed decisions. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll catch you guys next time.